All right, three, two, one, and we're live. Hey, everyone, welcome back to Let's Take This Online with me, Digital Hoos. Uh, super special podcast today. It's part of my, I think it's my most hectic podcasting day, but I'm absolutely loving it. I think I did six, six podcasts with one online. Actually, number, I did seven, actually. Wow. I did one online. Six physical, one online. Uh, so not bad. Ending it with a, with a great one, actually. Really happy with this. Uh, reach out to him on LinkedIn because his content game is, is strong. Yeah, I, I, a little bit. I respect the content game. Thank you. So we have Hazim uh, Karkutli on. That's it. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank uh, I'm not going to ruin anything for everyone, but I'd like to do a general little bit of history of someone because I'm, I'm really interested in how people get to where they are today. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and I always ask everyone is what did you study? Uh, I studied uh, business administration. All right. Fair so enough. Something just general little, business. Uh, general business. Yeah. Like, a little like wave of marketing. Okay. But actually, that was. Like one of the main things that happened to me in university like changed the course of my life because mm -hmm. part of my university was uh, i remember a course called um, entrepreneurship management okay interesting and when i had that i remember the professor of that course asked us before we even start where what do you want to do after university and the majority of us i think they wanted to work either in google Standard. or um uh, or microsoft I think. yeah then after the course we like that that was a mentality changed for us mm -hmm. where we decided no we want to have our own businesses so right after university i decided okay let me do a, a business and uh, the first project was about recruitment okay and back in the days there were um website called monster.com is that still uh, around uh i don't think so okay i remember i remember monster well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So it was the the, um, the biggest uh, recruitment uh, platform back right, in the cool. day. So I wanted to do that in Syria. Okay. Then I did that. But of course, after almost a year, that business like um, didn't go well. No. Because of a lot of things like the, the we didn't have the, I didn't have the um, the experience to run mm. a business first. Because I'm sure also I, geopolitical yeah. didn't help at all. And uh, the market wasn't ready as well yeah. for, for such a platform. So yes, but that, like, if I want to say I learned one thing from Reversi, it would be the entrepreneurship. Okay, very interesting. And okay, just to give some people some context, what, yeah. what do you do today? What I do today, I do a consultation for social media marketing and training. All right, cool. So do you think, I, I always love these questions, yeah. is uh, do you feel what you studied in university affected what you do today? Um, or not really? Not much. No, not That's much. Fine. I think that on, only the entrepreneurial um, thinking and maybe the teamwork. Like we had the, the like we had a chance to work as a team when we were young, and mm. maybe from learning how to plan, how to build a strategy, um, these things. But not too much. All right, fair enough. All right, cool. I want to I want to get into something. Is so when did you learn social media? Uh, when did that come into play? Six years ago. Self-taught or someone self-taught. Okay, cool. 100%. How did you how did you go about how do you go about self uh, teaching yourself? I mean, there's resources. I always like I'm a big fan of go and like teach yourself. Like 100%. there's if you like Google uh, and YouTube. There's a lot of uh, people that they're willing to uh, teach you for free and put a lot of content that are very valuable content. And there's a lot of good content from the publishers as well. So Google's, Facebooks, they always try to educate people. But the thing is, people they don't get this opportunity to teach themselves. For sure. So uh, I started by just um, listening to a lot of YouTubers about the okay. social media marketing. Then I dig more deep into the publisher's content. Did so you get into Facebook Blueprint? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I did that's a good side. I, I always sell people. Yeah. Great, great learning platform. But like uh, Google Blueprint and Google um, Academy. They're yeah. also like two, two free, amazing content um 
Content Academy, let's say. Definitely. I yeah. always tell people go to at least Academy for ads. Yeah. is the minimum you could do. And need that people need to go at least like once every two years to just. I do it once the, a year. That perfect. I've been yeah. I've been digital for what, six seven years. I feel that I'm ahead of the game. I still do it every year 100%. because stuff changes. Hundred percent. You can't, we can't deny that. How's uh, it? Sorry, sorry, one second. I'm just gonna yeah. let my wife know that we're recording. Just when she walks in, she doesn't get scared. <laughs> that there's this friend. Or <laughs> I'll take care of this. Who the hell are you? <laughs> How long have you been married? Been, it's a year and a half now. Okay, newly. But yeah, how about, uh, how about you guys? Uh, six months. Oh, wow. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, very, thank you. Where was the honeymoon? Uh, honeymoon. <laughs> there was a pre-honeymoon in your... Uh, not, not pre. Uh, pre-honeymoon in, <laughs> in Bali and then another short honeymoon in Ukraine. All right, cool. We went to, uh, we went to Vietnam. Oh. A beautiful country. I think something similar to Bali, right? Isn't it? Or oh, very different. You have very. Ho Chi Minh City is a is a trip of a place. It's a crazy. It's a crazy city. Like I, I don't explain it. There's more. There's like for every car, there must be like a hundred motorcycles because cars <laughs> got there after the war, which is really recent. So there's like a ah, thousand okay. percent interest rate on cars, it's custom tax funny. rate. So they can't buy cars. Everyone buys scooters. So you're you're in a cab, and there's only cabs around or in the cars. Everyone else is a scooter. So you're driving, and there's like a wave. It's it's very trippy. <laughs> Maybe I saw yeah I saw something like very uh, trippy. The traffic. They had traffic it in uh, Top Gear. Top Gear. They went to Vietnam. They saw that too. Yeah, maybe I saw very something trippy. like that. Yeah. And then uh, then um, Han uh, Hoi An is beautiful. Definitely recommend going there. Uh huh. Beautiful place. And then we went to Hanoi. So we went south to north. Most people do north to south. We did south to north. And is it about more like lakes, mountains? Hanoi is all lakes and mountains. Very okay. nice. Hoi An is a tiny little village. You kind of walk the whole thing. They have a light carnival every night and you kind of lit lanterns it's very pretty and the shopping is dirt cheap i think I, I got a i got custom shoes made leather shoes i don't know 20 dirhams <laughs> they do everything scratch and they do it in a day it's, it's ridiculous you go there i fuse the <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah sadly i'll decide if i'm gonna keep this section or not because i kind of enjoyed that so if you guys are still listening and i've kept this in we just went on an awesome little tangent about honeymoons so yeah asia is a fun place go there anyway um so you kind of okay, so self-taught we, we talked about some some adware some blueprint did you ever do any agency work Yes. So, uh, so, so, when, so now we know the current content of you do. Let's go back now in time. Yeah. After you studied, where was the first job? So I, uh, after that, I opened that um, uh, recruitment platform uh, business. Yeah, and then, then I get into the, the the website platform business model, like the e-commerce e okay. business. Then I did a small agency, boutique agency. About um, was like the main was web development. Okay, web development. And Google back in the right, days. Cool. Do you know Blue Beetle, the web Blue. development company? I literally just had the MD on. No, he came to. He's two podcasts before you. A really interesting guy. Oh, okay. so they're they're pretty big. They have twelve employees here. Blue Beetle. They're, they're, they've been around for. He's been here for almost twenty years. I'll check them up. Yeah. No, it was really interesting. His name is Mark Hurst. Cool guy. Cool. I'll yeah. check them up. It was the first kind of conversation I ever had about web web development because I never got into that subject before. I mean, I think you you would know more about web development, and you like you already. I think you already know about web development, but they don't know it because web development it's all about like user experience right now, for like, sure, from a marketing perspective. Um, what it helped me because we start because I started the web development. I didn't know about coding. I don't know about like yeah. I have no idea about hard coding, hard programming and stuff. But yeah. However, I can speak the language. And what's more importantly is how much you can promise your clients. Like I was like more focused about client telling and sales. 
I was like, I partnered with a web web developer. And Fair we, enough. Like a, like pretty, so a guy would hard exactly, code it. You'd kind exactly. of be the client servicing exactly. strategic direction. 100%. All right, cool. And what year was this grew, when you started grew, this little ages? When you that started? was 2007, 2008. Okay, fine. And we run that for... Um, Four years, five years. Okay. And in Damascus, um, I'm Syrian. I'm from. Yeah. yeah. From, from I'm born and grew up there. Um, and then. How's the market in that in the time? Right. Yeah, it was it was tough. However, like there is a huge potential for for anything new to e-commerce business, like okay. web developers, Google. Like even though we used to explain what Google is when we want to sell our services or products. Okay, interesting. And then everything was very well until the um, circumstances here yeah, happened there. So uh, I had to close everything and I moved to Lebanon. All right, fine. In Lebanon, I stayed there for two years. I worked in a digital marketing agency. How did you find the difference in terms of the terrain, in terms when you compare Syria and Lebanon, in terms of the digital know-how, the knowledge, the level of clients, similar? Uh, yes, I think they were in Lebanon, they are more exposed to more um, international content, international brands. Mm. Hence, they are a little bit ahead of the game in terms of the spending and the investment okay. in marketing. Do you find clients knowledgeable in terms of digital? I'm, just, I'm curious. I never worked um, in Lebanon, so I'd, I'd like to know. Um, I would I would, I say that they are more knowledgeable about creatives, mm, more okay. than the digital marketing itself, like more than the, the, the acronyms and um, the technical parts, Fair enough. let's say. Uh, but there is the competition there is huge in terms of yeah, creative. Yeah, it's massive. Yeah, it's massive. Were you part of the big four agency groups or kind of? No, uh, like, like it, was, it was a medium size. Ever worked uh, for the agency. big four? Uh, nope. All right, cool. You're yeah. not missing out. <laughs> I really. <laughs> no, you're not. I I did three out of the four big four. Okay. So I did IPG, I did Omnicom, and I did Publicist Group. Wow. Yeah. And what? They're all what the same. Was it? They're all the same. All, same. all right. <laughs> Good to know that. I have one. I have one favorite out of those three, but still, like in terms of favorite, like. Okay. I'm just not. I'm. I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I don't know if I'm. I'm very pro these big four agencies. I'm. I'm kind of even like going towards more of the boutique agencies. I in mean, terms yeah, of flexibility, like I mean, you get exposed to a lot of other mm -hmm. um, um, like different um, clients and different roles in, inside the agency. And yeah. Sadly enough, now the agencies are getting bigger and bigger. Even though we say that in the corporate world, you 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 play solo, and there's a lot of miscommunication inside the yeah. the corporation world. But however, even this, you can, you'll find it even in the big agencies. You see a lot of miscommunication. hundred percent. Yeah. I think I think I don't know if it's a regional thing, cultural thing. We I think we have a problem of siloing. We love to silo, and we yeah. don't like to communicate with each other. It's more safe, is it? Is that what you think it is? Takes a safe thing. I th like, I'm, I'm curious to know more about it. But, but from my like experience in the client side and the agency side, I would see, I would see that when you're where you're playing silo, you're you're playing in your own um, comfort zone. Maybe. You don't have to discuss a lot, and it's less hectic because you don't need to educate people. And this mm. is one of the main things that I've seen, even here, especially here in this region, that yeah. a lot of people they are not willing to educate each other like the other people around what they are doing uh because it needs time and it needs uh, like needs to be like you need to be very um passionate about what you're doing and mm. you need to be very patient to educate people that they don't know if you're working in digital marketing and you're speaking to marketing ops for example or speaking to salespeople, mm. and you're talking about a lot of a lot of like let's say not the, the those very technical uh, technical words but you need to speak to tell them about your reach your impressions what you are doing how you're spending sure. your money and I think that a lot of people, they don't value each other work because they don't know what they're doing or how, how much it takes. And I think I think they just don't see the ROI of it, but there's so yeah. much ROI. Like yeah. I, I'll never forget it is I would work, I would work, I would do media buying. That was my strength. That was okay. where I was. Then we'd have, the, then you have a client, for example, would have a media buying agency, had a creative agency, had a social media, it was, he had like four agencies, that client, right? Wow. Four or yeah. five, agencies, like a lot of clients yep. do. Yep. 
and would go into these big meetings mm-hmm. where all the agencies come together to hope to work together. Yeah. No one really worked together. Everyone was trying to be the lead. So you get this like internal happy conflict and yeah. then someone emerges as the top yes, dog yeah. and then it kind of all gets siloed down and everyone gets funneled. And I was always thinking about I'm like, why are we doing this? There's so much What's USP. The There's so much ROI. If media aligns with uh, with content, if content lies with social, social lies with PR, but we don't yeah. do that. So what I feel is you end up doing is uh, re- redundant work, rep- repetitive work, impression gets doubled across everything. I, mm. I, for me, it just it wasn't very logical. I'm like, why are we doing this? I think the main thing is here coming from the leadership of, of those companies about the, the the employees' KPIs or the mm. department's KPIs. Or maybe the client should have stepped in and been like, guys, you have to work like this, like this. Maybe the, the client was supposed to take the direction. I don't know. But I kind of failed in that regard. So for me, it's, I'm always, I don't like the siloing effect of that we love to do here. Yeah, I mean, if you want to to let your, your team yeah. not working from in a silo, you need to merge them in one KPI. So mm. for example, your IOI guys is the, to minimize the cost, but for even with different departments, mm-hmm. not only your departments, mm-hmm. your part of your eye is the sales. So you need to speak to your sales mm-hmm. uh, person. You need to get into the store or go to the website and check the, um, the comments or the replies from your customers mm. as a marketeer. I think if from a leadership perspective, if you get that that mentality with with your employees you would get a better results problem all right cool so you did a few years in lebanon agency yes, two years two years exactly. okay and then, then move, to dubai move to dubai why dubai uh so because opportunity? For, yeah first no actually no at all because first of all um the circumstances of the syrian people in uh, in lebanon wasn't that great by that time so i had to move and what i liked about dubai two things first it's not that cold because I hate cold. Yeah. And the other thing is the um, the land of the foreigners. So I don't feel myself as a foreigner. So it's it's basically we are here all foreigners. Yeah. So as a foreigner, you don't feel yourself foreigner. You know what I mean? Like you don't feel yourself like mm. you're, you're like a guest or uh, to that country. Yeah. So I felt that uh, and I knew that there is a lot of opportunity here. I knew that um, I will be um, it's easier for me to be exposed to a lot of uh, companies. Mm. What year What year did you come here? Sorry. What year was it when you arrived? 2015, I think. So you arrived at the year that print died. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I'll never forget exactly. that year. I talk about it all the time. It was the funniest year because I remember 2000. No, sorry, 2015 was the last year. I remember 2015, all the print people would come up to us and talk about how great year it was. And the end of yep. 2015 just plummeted. Yep. Like a dr- I've never seen anything plummet as fast as print plummeted in the end of 2015. They just woke up that day and said, Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. they were having such a great year. They were so happy. Some people, for some reason, clients were investing heavily in 2015, beginning of print. And by the end of 2015, it just. That's it. It was a drastic drop. I've never seen anything like Maybe that. Maybe I didn't feel that because when I reached up uh, to me, when I reached here, I, I saw that the rays of the social media marketing. Yeah, definitely. And 2015 yeah. was a interesting year. I think it was yes, a big very, shift. Big, big shift. And so then yeah, you, I, you I decided, time. yeah, I decided to move to social, like to, to leave digital or Google words uh, and the web development word and move to, uh, to social. I thought that that would be a good opportunity for me. You think you, something do you have some easy. foresight saying that social is probably the, on the rise? Was that your was that your foresight? I guess. Uh, I think yes. Like mm. I, I thought that a lot of because I th- what I thought about social is a lot uh, easier for people to understand and it's easier for people to invest in. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't. I thought that people won't take that much time as they took with Google mm. and digital to invest in, and I think this is what happened. Hundred percent. Yeah. For me, is I think that people don't realize this. I I don't know why clients always push for Google. They don't understand that if you take the raw CPM rate of Google compared to raw CPM rate of Facebook, yeah. social wins all the time. Hundred percent. CPM rates of Google's have skyrocketed. Hundred percent. Absolutely skyrocketed. So I'm saying if your budgets are tight. 
And you can't you afford it. Don't 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 go to yeah. programmatic. Don't go to GDN. Especially don't go. for you if you're now comparing like ten years back to now. When, like, we t- when we're talking about mid to early two thousand, mid two thousands, your CPM rate on Google was dirt yeah. cheap. Yeah. It was absolutely cheap. Anyone can afford that. It was yeah. so affordable. Even yeah. your even your CPCs were very affordable, right? Now you're now you're going to an age where social you can't. And your cost per reach on social is nothing compared to your cost per reach on. Yeah. I was playing around with some ads. Though it's getting higher on. on oh, by the way, yeah. As as brands have realized that now they're moving towards Facebook, we're going to see higher CPM rates. So I wonder I wonder if it's going to become historic. Like every ten years, Bidding. one platform will come up. On, will, I don't know. Yeah, because I was I was playing around with just a podcast. I was just running some ads just for the fun okay. of it. I had a cost per reach of point zero zero eight social. Yeah. Wow. Point, not 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 less than the fills. Dirhams, Whoa. not dollars. Dirhams. Wow. That's nothing. No, that's yeah. yeah. Zero. So people that's people are listening. That's like point zero zero. <laughs> I don't know. Point zero zero two dollars. Two weeks ago. In targeting Dubai's audience? Targeting, no, sorry, no, no, I actually don't. I target worldwide. Worldwide, okay. So, because I want my podcast not just to be here in Dubai, right? So, I I target the States, Canada, Australia, Brazil, all the major podcast places. So, I kind of looked at where all where mostly podcasts consumed, Mm -hmm. and then I targeted there. Wow. Do you know what's also really interesting? You know Quora? Yep. I'm I'm very bullish on Quora, and I'm I'm very active on there, and I answer questions every day. And for one, amazing reach. And I also started pushing ads on Quora. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. doing three, four percent CTRs, which is really high yeah. for for a for, for higher quality than the yeah. other platforms because you're getting. Yeah, I'm loving it. So I also have been exploring with Cora. Really I mean, interesting Quora, platform. Cora is very good place for organic reach and for organic traffic yes. as well. I get f- only in the last thirty days, my answers have got four K views. Wow, three hundred reshares for free, for free, yes. and five hundred upvotes. Some ridiculous stuff because I answer every day. I actually have a calendar thing that triggers answer Cora. Do you answer? Yeah. Are you on Cora? Answer questions? No, not yet. Should get on it, man. I, I mean, think I you have some knowledge. You should yeah. be able to share it. We have, we have to be there. I'm loving it. I'm answering every day. It's, I mean, yeah. it's amazing. As a for for especially for like personal brand awareness or for 100%. your personal brand, yeah, exactly. it's, it's the place to get. And it, it never dies. Like if you have a very valuable content, especially if you're answered some if you answered something very clearly and um, very let's say difficult question. Yes, that will stay for for a year or two yeah. there on Google. 100. And do you know what I realized? Do you know Jordan Peterson, the writer? I heard, yeah, awesome I think, author, yeah. right? He's he's so funny. He actually he wrote the premise of his book by answering questions on Quora. So when he would answer questions because he's a clinical psychologist, okay. he would answer questions on Quora, and then he saw a trend of questions being asked. So that became kind of like his premise for his book. Wow! And then he would release smart. then he'd release every chapter and then get people to ask. It was amazing. Smart. So for me, when I read that, I'm like, this makes so much sense. Wow! Yeah. Yeah. I think same thing applies for LinkedIn as well. So the more oh, man, that yeah. you're going to engage in, in, I'm really happy with the way LinkedIn's going. Wow, man! Like uh, I think this is the 2018, 2019 uh, is the the. You think we've hit the peak? I don't know. Getting, if we, I don't know if we, hit, we haven't peaked yet. I don't yet. think. I don't think so. Yeah, we still we still there. So, like as long as they are giving us that um, that free organic reach. Like, yeah, as long as they don't change the algorithm. Because LinkedIn's I mean, algorithm is great. Yeah, I mean, they will. Algorithm will change. Algorithm like they're yeah, intended wonder, to be changed. I know, so. but I wonder how it's going to be changed. Because because yeah. Instagram, sorry for LinkedIn, people don't know is, it's uh, the algorithm is fantastic. If if you, one of your connections likes your post, and all his connections sees that like, so then you come like six degrees of separation. Yep. So if you only have a couple hundred connections, your post might hit two three thousand views yeah, if so enough like people like percent it. Of your, yeah, of it's your it's ridiculous. But I don't know. I'm really worried because for me, all my podcast listens comes from LinkedIn organic. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. I, I I think that they will um they will keep that for a longer time because their cost per like their ads cost more than than any other social media. They're expensive comparing mm. to Facebook. They're as an uh, emailers, you mean? Because I know as that... an as an email as in the post the reach there yeah. the cost per reach is the minimum you can get. For example, uh, four hundred 
5% more than Facebook and Instagram. Wow. Have so you experimented with LinkedIn so ads? Sorry? Have you experimented with LinkedIn ads yet? Yeah, of course. A lot of my clients like that. What kind of ads you, like you push? Normal, like not in mail, I will go for Feed? posts, uh, okay, lead okay. generation. Like to me is the best for any B2B business. Uh, that would be a very good platform to get uh, leads. Uh, is there? A, do they have a business manager? I've never played around with LinkedIn. They have, but still not that. Uh, I would say you don't have to go direct, though. Friendly. I don't have to. Do I have to contact you, you the ads guy? Something like like um, LinkedIn ads manager. Okay. Sorry. You know, you don't need um, a business um, business account. You need to create a business page. So out of okay. your LinkedIn account, you create a business page. Then you create an ad uh, ads Just uh, account. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play around with it. Why yeah, not? yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a little bit. So the minimum that you can spend there is ten dollars a day, which is for a lot of other entrepreneurs. For example, maybe they can't handle that to spend. Just three hundred. Just three hundred a month. That's yeah. That's pretty expensive, man. Yes, and even the for like reach, a startup. And you would have a lot of other um, obstacles as well because if you try, let's say, to target a lot of um, cities in Saudi Arabia, for example, where they don't have enough LinkedIn accounts, so sometimes you would uh, end up by not even the, the campaign is not launched because you don't have enough potential. Uh, reach reach a potential audience interesting to reach all right, I'll, I'll play around with that but 100 percent it's a it very up. it's like the the click-through rate is uh strong is strong the um, the cost per reach is high the cost per click is high of course but you will get a better quality leads i think the ro so basically the roi to that final conversion is probably better yes of course because you know and what faster yeah do you want to realize on social you might get let's say let's, let's take an example of like a real estate client right yep. for real estate obviously lead forms are important for you you yep. want people to film leads interested yeah I realized, especially on Facebook, you mm. might be operating at 80% bad quality from mm. Facebook. Yep. Especially if you run a Facebook lead gen ad. Facebook lead gen ads suck. I can turn it for final leads because I realized because they're, they're, they autofill. Because, and you start getting these people who submit yeah. and no one and they're not proper conversion. Yes, they don't even know what they have done. Like the user won't even. I think the most problem with this is people do lead generation ad on Facebook um, targeting the, like, the third party uh, data. Like targeting Facebook okay. core data. They should they be targeting first party. Like first maximum, I would say second, but of course 100% first. So I would go for the people who visited my page. I would go for people who messaged me before. Mm. I'd go for people, uh, maybe lookalike audiences, like second part, that would be second, sure. second uh, party data. But if you, yeah, if you're, I think that a lot of people would like this lead generation form as a, like they will get entry to click and submit uh, their data without even knowing what they're, what they have done as a user. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. So back to, and I'm loving these tangents. I, I think I, I need to change the name of my podcast. It's just called the tangent. tangent. My, the entire conversation is one big tangent. Anyway, uh, so uh, so then you come here, you work for another agency. When do you kind of go off on your own? When did uh, that happen? I mean, when I came here, I worked for not an agency. I oh, worked, worked for, okay. yeah, I went straight away to Altair Group. Oh, so I worked so in the retail. Side. Okay. And there I was very lucky because that was my opportunity to work with a lot of brands from different uh, areas so and this was your first client side position kind of right yes okay. exactly how, how do you find it because I'm, I'm in my first client side position oh now, no so, way yeah. okay uh, so I, I found it, it I found it first I found it a little bit hard because to work with the larger team and there's mm. a lot of um, let's say steps and you need to be a little bit more diplomatic like you need to yeah, there's a higher like your, to follow, yeah, right? your communication uh, what I didn't like about it is spending more time about how to, to do your communication. Mm. So the communication should be like mainly through emails and you try to to do more personal communication there, but sometimes you'd be like, th that would be your friction, spending more time um, how to formalize your, what, what do you want to say or how do you want to request? 
other thing i think uh would be the um, finance flow as well between departments yeah. and spending and if you want yeah to do for that, me it's just a bit like anytime you want to like try like a new innovation or something to get there you have to go yeah. through like a procurement and like and you kind of lose Mm-hmm. like time and sometimes you want to move quick especially on yes. innovations yes. right especially when you want to move quick or your competitor is going to get there before yep. you yep. so i totally understand what you're talking about okay fine so how long do you send how do you how long do you send uh, the um around five years there okay yeah worked with more than i think 10 brands okay and that and they were like mixed between furniture to luxury fashion For to sure. um um, um lifestyle fashion right. so what year did you do recently no when you kind yes of went off, yeah uh, around like, six months ago oh right. okay awesome yeah. i was like let me what, what made you back. what made you want to go all right because now you're like technically an entrepreneur now right you're on yes, your own yes. okay. what made you want to yes. go with like you know i'm done i'm done being an employee i want to do my own thing i think first because i had this in me before like i want to like i started my life as an entrepreneur four okay. or five years and i was like i think that this is the time to go back okay. second i think that i learned what i want to learn from a client side yeah and i thought that anything that i will be learning right on i need to move to uh to different clients and i need to deal with different domains and um uh, businesses and mm-hmm. the only way to do that is to do um, a freelancing not a free like a, an agency side uh work where you deal with mm. different clients and different from different oh, backgrounds uh and i was like yes that's it for me okay. um i can keep doing what i'm doing about like teaching myself um and do more and i was a lot of I wanted to have a better opportunity about training as well. Mm. So I love to train. I used to train like my colleagues. I used to train in other departments. So I love to speak. Yeah, <laughs> makes uh, both of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, while um, while I was in in the client side, that wasn't uh, an option uh, to go like public speaking and stuff. So um, that opened. Yeah, don't do you feel? You know, what, one thing I don't like, and I wish it was easier to do. For example, in the States, you can be working full-time job and you can yeah. freelance, no problem. Wow, okay. Most of the time, like in the States and Europe, right? Even getting a freelance license is super... Like, most of the time, people don't have licenses, but it's okay. Like, okay. E- even getting a trade license in America is like maybe $100. Wow, okay. It's so It's so cheap and they make it very easy. If someone has the time and is willing to do it and willing to put an extra hour, they're allowed to. And here, I feel we're more restrictive on that. Yeah. So, for example, yeah, like, for example, I'd love to do some free. I'm not, obviously, because I'm yeah. tied to my company, right? Okay. So, and I think, I think I wish they were a bit more lax when it comes to that. Yeah, for I example, think, I, I work in digital. What if I want to do? Because I, I used to do photography, right? But I never, yeah. I never was like about what if I want to do full, like I want to do freelance, get a proper license, and do it and get paid for. It. I used to do it as a hobby. Yeah, I can't because you have to pay a lot of money yeah. for a freelance, yeah. and then you have to freelance. get an NOC from your company. Uh-huh. Uh, some some freelance visas need that, so it becomes a bit of a hassle. Yeah, I mean it's a shame to, like, for mm-hmm. for us not to have this opportunity because sometimes you need this for uh, maybe a couple of time. Uh, during your your year and you really like your job uh, but you want to do this then you'll be forced to leave your job so you can do things that you yeah Yeah, put you in a tight spot all right cool so you kind of decide all right time to go on my own i want to train people so then what what was your focus so so my focus actually i'm fascinated by educating people about social media marketing and how easy so even though i was my slogan would be is it's um like expanding your digital and social presence Mm -hmm. is it's easier than what you think Yes, yeah, really simpler than yeah. what you think, and especially now all these providers like Google, even Facebook, Instagram, they make it more easy every single day for people to to jump into their platform and and use their marketing tools and advertising tools. And the game is 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 very easy, but yet people they're not taking the full potential out of it. Um, so I'm just always wondering how I can make those people 
get the best out of it. Uh, I do consultation for companies telling, see where 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 is going wrong? What is going wrong with, with these companies? They spend, for example, money, but why they're not getting uh, what they want to get from, out of social? Why? Mm-hmm. Basically, I always interested to know why people fail in social where i think it's uh, it's an easy game it that, is. yeah so why the majority of people fail it's always interesting to me why to see a lot of people and then because these companies spend a lot of social then they fail they then get the the, the roi that they want yeah so then you go social exactly. social was on the right platform no it was your use yeah, of let it me go back good. to dv let me go back to radio for example mm. let me go back to billboards which is again so much do you see a common trend with the com- with the people that fail at social is there like a common trend I see, um, yeah, I would say that the first thing is they look, they overwhelm themselves, mm-hmm. comparing themselves to other international brands, first True. thing. So they go and spend um, ten thousands, like tens of thousands, or maybe over hundreds of thousands of dollars on content creation. Then they left, uh, they left up with nothing to spend on advertising. Sure. Then they would go and say, uh, we didn't get the, the ROI, even after a short time. Um, then they will reach the point that they would say, oh, okay, that didn't work. So I'd say that always starts with where you are right now. 100%. So just deal with your, don't get that emotional attachment with, with your with your content creation that you want to create that best video comparing yourself to the biggest brand. Mm-hmm. Create something that you can afford where you would have a margin to play with advertising, where you have margin to play to wait and, and produce more content, mm-hmm. more quality. More quantity, sorry. Do you, want, do you know what used to drive me crazy and still does? When you see a client take a TVC and yeah. put it on social. Oh, wow. This is exactly that when, when you put the radio gives on me TV. Heart, gives me heart palpitations, man. I'm looking, I'm watching, I'm looking, I'm like, did you really just take the commercial you put on uh, your 32nd or on whatever NBC channel yep, you just yep. put on social? You think that's going to work? I th- yeah, drives I th- me crazy. <laughs> you know, I, I think that because the head of that company or the head of, and this is another thing that I'm fascinated to to speak more about loudly and loudly, more, louder and louder. Um the head of marketings or the or the CEO, the current CEO right now, he didn't get a proper digital marketing uh, education, right? Because of he, just, he was like, he was a good marketeer. Then probably, he probably was in the industry the for 40 years. Exactly. So 20 years back, TV was the biggest thing for, sure. for him. And the thing is now what's, I'm very curious to know why these very, like those people, they don't educate your, themselves and to know the real value of social and and digital marketing mm. when because they don't know the real value they're so attached to their old uh the things that they know the mm. things that they're that, comfortable that, with. yeah that tv commercial that they love that uh, big studio that they used to rent that one video they they used to create once a year yeah. and that's it so because they love that that magazine that they used to to read until now i see people spend on magazines especially for the luxury uh, fashion people trust me, so because why because they're attached to this magazine 10 or 20 years back so they think that still work. Yeah. But I would say that those people are not communicating with their with their clients. They don't know what their customers are doing right now. That's why they they think that people will do what they do, which is they watch TV, for example. In our age, how how what's the percentage of people now watching TV? Five percent, like 10%, cable TV, yeah, yeah like cable, like yeah. not OTT, so, yeah. Yeah. So I was always say for a message for all those. SEOs, German managers, um, um, marketing managers, go try to educate yourself on social and digital marketing. There is no shame with that. Ask. Sure. The thing is, when you ask your the, the younger generation in your company about some things that you don't know, maybe sometimes that feel hard for them to do that, but mm. they have to do it. Either they 
or they need to educate educate themselves themselves from different. Uh, Do you know? I think clients don't realize that right now we've kind of we're entering an age of authenticity with mm-hmm. the generation Gen X and Gen Z. Sorry, Gen Y and Gen Z millennials and the Gen Z people. We don't care about polished content anymore. Yeah. I'd ra- you know, I would I would love to see a CMO of a company speaking, of like Nestle like pick, a selfie pick, pick, pick up the pick up the phone, phone do a selfie phone, ad. I would I would convert. Hundred yeah, percent. I don't want to see a polished video. I think I think I think that's the age we're living in. I think brands need to start realizing. That turns off. Yeah. Once we see that polished video, like yeah, yeah like, we don't feel the real. The, the time's dead, the right? The thing is, a lot of even all of us now we 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 engage more with UGC's content so even with mm. the brands we see it all the time like i would see user that. generated content yeah just, sorry user just for the person doesn't know <laughs> so for the user generated content we always see that when people post something about our yeah. brands it works better 100% however it's authentic right yeah, yeah. because it's not, we but we don't learn from that no and, we don't and produce content that's more authentic mm. and i think that People need needs to get less emotional connection with their content creation that they create yeah. less. You know, because how many times a lot of people will spend a hundred thousand on on one video and they stick for it yeah, for a tons. year. And even though if it didn't work, to me is I see it like people treat their content yeah. like their babies. Because your baby, no matter too how, attached. Yeah, so too attached to your baby, no matter what baby your baby uh, done wrong things you still love him yeah even though you're proving once one again once uh, um, like a uh, campaign after campaign it's uh, it's not delivering the, yeah. the right the right you still, you still love him you still push you know what used to crack me up is when you work with the problem is when you work with um, i've worked with so many of these global brands okay i remember that every time we have to launch a campaign we have to wait for global who's not based here yeah, to, to send oh the video God, yeah. i'm like are you guys serious you're gonna send a video that global did and it's gonna be a tvc obviously yeah. and you're gonna send it but it's nothing it's not adapted to this region and then you want me to push that on this social yeah, and then you wonder thing. why you're not getting roi to sales and what pisses me off a lot of time that you need to get approval from oh. brands from parents brands in in states or yeah. in the, for your for your local content, yeah. which they don't know a lot about 100 yeah, percent. i think this is where global brands are massively uh, disadvantaged yeah. compared to a brand that's local and can be very flexible. Yep. A brand that has the autonomy to do and play around with, I think has a lot more room to, to be able to grow yeah, in terms of more, content. Yep. You're crippled by all these global like procedures you have to follow. Yep. 100%. You know, you know Washman? Washman. Yeah. It's a, yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a laundry service based here. Yeah, a startup man. They they've been doing so well. They've exploded okay. because the content they were it was the funniest, simplest content recorded on a phone. It was uh, I actually had the guy who who helped them grow, and he's the one on the video. He had, came up. His name is Nelio Nelio okay. de, de Leon. I think so. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Nelio. Yeah, it was an awesome conversation. He told me he came up with the idea. He's like, I just picked up my phone. I put on an Indian hairdress, those those wig things. Okay. And then he recorded the video and it, it, it blew up. I, I, I used Wash Me because of that video. I told my dad, I would do it because of you. And I felt like because the fact they could do that and then have yeah. to go through a hierarchy of global to send this piece of so content approved, to yes. France, to, to Spain, whatever. They were, they're able to do these. I mean, these. what's uh, fantastic because I think that I always think, ask, ask myself this question. Who would be the right person to judge if this content is good or bad is it you is it the marketing manager no is it the owner it's the market is it the agency exactly so if you're producing one single content and paying that much about it being that and putting that effort and you don't give that quantity of content mm. to give the opportunity to the market to your to your clients to tell you what worked with them 
you will lose eventually for there, sure. Sure. Later. So what, what do you, let's, let's get a bit of content of what you do. So you consult or do you, do you train consult or both? So I do I do both. Okay, I fine. do consultation for the for the companies on okay. social and I do uh, training um, in like indoors in, with the, with the company team. So if they when they have a um, marketing team like a digital marketing team specified for a social i'll train them and now now i'm planning i have a, um, a training camp very cool uh, yeah a social mastery camp how many days in, in three four days okay cool. eight hour a day oh that's awesome yes that's so really it's gonna be a full because i wanted to have them i always thinking because i've attended the different uh training courses here i've been exposed to a lot of courses and i see i can see that the, they're all lacking the the hands-on experience workshops so i felt that okay let me i uh, spoke to my one of my ex-colleagues and was like okay let's do something uh, different so we want to do a series of workshops for four days about how to do your strategy how to do your advertising hands-on do it yourself right right now and on an example from your case uh, and go out with um, a solid experience that mm. you can go and and start publish and be applicable Interesting. and for the consultancy are you doing like a, is a retainer basis is a one-off how are you, how are you uh, working depends on the projects so okay. the majority are retainer based like on a monthly uh, monthly Fair. fees for for the whole year sometimes if they have um like if a company has a um a high season a peak season and a certain mm. time they have a very big campaign for example i would come in for the the campaign period Okay. And do the advertising plan, or sometimes uh, even go to executing the the campaigns. And how, how's business social. going? Sorry, how's business? Actually, surprisingly, it's going very well. Better because, than you thought. Yeah, so much better. <laughs> That's than always good. Then. <laughs> because I think then, like then, it's because I think that um, the big agencies will find uh, will face huge problems now, starting from oh, so getting because they have a lot of uh, huge costs. Uh, they have very big teams, so their prices are so high. And now the the clients on the client side they're yeah. realizing that they're not because the market is tough and they're not willing to pay what they used to pay. Now they're challenging the the agencies to drop their costs down. And if the agency has all if if the agency has all this cost that uh, that they need to pay, they can drop their cost. Where even the agency, as I said, like even the agency, agency the bigger agency, the bigger you go, the harder you move, or the the, the less flexible you would be mm. in terms of all the new um, new technologies that you have. Like now we have podcasts, or you have TikToks, or Snapchat, or so you need to bring more people to be sure. uh, to be uh, to adapt yourself in for this sure. market. So I think the 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 future would be for the boutique agencies. And uh, I think that. How about in housing? Do you think in housing was going to be a thing? In house, if they uh, they invest in training and if they people invest in education, because 100%. the thing again, if you get someone in house, no matter how good they are, after two, three, five years, if they haven't, if they didn't, if you didn't, don't create the system of people to educate themselves, yeah. um, you will lose. Later I think on. this is something what I realized when I went to client side is that when you're an agency, you're exposed to a lot of newer stuff. Yeah. So when you're kind of client side, like I would like, for example, the day I, I personally love to research a lot, so I learn a lot. So, mm -hmm. but most people go client side because you get kind of siloed into client side. Yep. You don't learn what you. So in agency, you learn everything new. Yeah. Because agency kind of pushes it. Yeah. And when you go to client side, you don't, and then you can, then you can, you get left behind. Even if you were, when you got there, you were ahead yep. of the game, yep. right? I think. Uh, but you said a very important thing. I think people is a very important aspect that I think clients need to realize. So I, I've been reading up a lot of clients of. Um, in-house over the last mm -hmm. couple of years. Many succeeded, many have failed. Yeah. The ones that have failed have always been because of people. 
Yep. They rushed it. They rushed it. They, 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 and they either threw the training desk on uh, on the marketing guy. No like they failed miserably. And especially the the people who like when you have an in-house team and they're still dealing with agencies. I can I, I saw this a trend in this like when I speak to any uh, one of my friends they work in agency they always complain about uh, clients they don't uh, really know how to even uh, have a good creative brief to give. Oh, yeah. We have never received a good creative brief before. And my question would be: Have you ever? Show them, no. show them to how, to write, a brief. how to write a brief. So you're saying that they can't write a brief. What if that they they didn't Never even have a lot? They haven't even tried to do that before. So go and show. So I think that there is a huge uh, responsibility for the clients as well, to uh, for the sorry for the on the um, agencies, agencies to educate or to trigger a lot of um, trigger a lot of like say um, elements inside the client mm. side to let them educate themselves or creating these workshops and. And again, it's it's will emphasize more the fact of the client side and the agency side to have a better communication with them. If you are as a client, I couldn't like really understand how I can create a, do a whole creative for advertising campaign through emails. Like I wanted to sit with the creative team. Mm. I want to speak to the account manager. I want to sit with them, tell them my ideas. Maybe we can come up with a better ideas. But here, because you have a lot of campaigns, and again. Because you've been asked from your managers mm. that you need to create this amount of, of, of campaigns or you need to reach that amount of, of you or you can't exceed that amount of cost and you would have one agency to, to deal with, then you will just work it around. You just because you yeah. go back to the system, you need to end your to finish your job, go to your home at six or yeah, seven of PM and that's it. It's a cycle. Yeah. Cycle, Again, right? Yeah. And someone is. has to break it. It is. It's it who's is. gonna break it first. Yeah. I think you said something really interesting. I think that agencies are in a lot of trouble today. Yes. Um, one, I think, I'm sure you know, is consultancies are getting into the game mm -hmm. of media buying. Accenture, especially Accenture, for example. Accenture Interactive. And they also acquired Droga 5, which is a huge... And they source. already have the experience. Yeah. They have experience with yeah. clients. They, they, they have reputation. They've, 100%. They've been auditing all the media accounts. Yep. All the media. I, I worked on the account where I studied Accenture. They were watching and they're learning, right? And I think this is where agencies need to change. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing that really got on my nerves is when I, I, was, I was listening, I saw the IP... Sorry, WPP and Omnicom Group instead of, uh, have now boycotted pitches with Accenture in it. Okay. Which was really silly. I'm like, instead of trying to evolve and change, you're kind of trying to fight it and you're not, it's not going to work. Accenture. I don't gonna, think, yeah. I don't yeah, think it's, it's, not, it's not sustainable for a long oh, yeah. term. I think that they're in a lot of trouble for that. And I think also clients are slowly starting to realize there's a lot of arbitrage, a lot of media arbitrage going mm -hmm. on, a lot of hidden costs, especially uh, especially on social and uh, programmatic. I think mm -hmm. this is where clients are slowly starting to realize. You know, one thing I would love to talk, I'd love to get your thoughts Please. on this. We, recently, I've been I've been exploring arbitrage, mm -hmm. right? So, um, for those who know arbitrage, is where you buy you buy X and you sell it at Y, right? So you sell at a at a, at a cost, which everyone does in almost every industry, especially yeah. like import export. You buy cheap from China and you sell expensive. Right? That's yes. arbitrage. Now, in in media, you can ar people arbitrage, and I and it, to the point that it actually hurts the campaign performance, mm -hmm. and that that's where it gets iffy. When you hurt campaign yeah. performance, right? And I've worked on accounts where arbitrage is very heavy. So one thing I learned is that you, most people don't realize this, is that Facebook and Instagram, obviously, arbitrage heavily on the agencies. And the agencies don't also realize this. I don't know if you this only came out a few weeks ago. Super interesting. So I'll tell you how it works. Yeah. So in Facebook, when you, when you choose your targeting methodology, yep. you choose like feed. 
mm-hmm. right? You choose yeah. Messenger, yep, yep. and you choose something called Facebook Audience Network. Yep, yep. For those who don't know, Facebook Audience Network means things outside of Facebook, usually apps. A lot of those apps you get, especially a lot of ad re- ads you see on apps, yep. that uh, like gaming apps, like that take you back to Facebook. There's That's the Facebook Audience Network that are tapped mm-hmm. into, uh, they have an SDK of Facebook, right? Now, uh, for those who don't realize, for example, let's say you're running a CPC campaign. Okay. You put a CPC of, let's say, I want to pay 10 cents for a click. Uh, Facebook isn't, so Facebook buys from the audience network and sells back to you. Yes. They're not buying at a CPC. They're buying at no. a CPM. Yes. They're buying for, for those who uh, they're buying bulk. Cost per thousand impressions. So they're buying that at dirt cheap. Yep. And then they sell, sell you, you the click. click. So already there's an arbitrage on there that most people don't even yeah. realize. Yeah, okay. So let's you. say they're buying, they're buying at a dollar CPM, a thousand. They generate a hundred clicks. They hit you that at 10 cents. That's like what? 10 bucks, yeah. right? And they just made all their, all their CPM bu- Hold, money with that. So it's, 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 it's insane. It's, selling. it's like, um, it's yeah. arbitrage. Like, so, like uh, so there's arbitrage, arbitrage there and then your agency yes. arbitrage on the client. So you have two levels of arbitrage. Yep. So for you as a client, better for you to, to learn in-house. how to do it and <laughs> do this. Okay, so uh, let's, let's get to a few things. Where do you think the future of this whole thing is going? Where do the future of industry is going, you think? Uh, so there's a lot of potential for, of course, voice for social would be... Uh, think vo- you think voice is coming to social? Yeah. Like now even podcast, like I think this would, uh, would turn um, like... It will turn social somehow to have a, like a two-way communication with, with people to to leave comments and mm. to reply to other people. The other thing is would be the um, the social commerce. So when mm. you when you do your start your journey of as a, as a client and end it on social. For example, one of a very simple sample would uh, sample simple example would be um, the Shopify ads on Instagram. Yes, where you start like you see the the product, you click, you go and check out, and done. You haven't even uh, you haven't even checked the whole website. Uh, there is a huge potential for uh, chatbots. So on mm. um, Messenger, I know that Messenger is not not very popular, like like the same way in the states. Uh, but there is a huge potential for chatbots for um, for it's not uh, for WhatsApp, for mm. example, and start marketing. Uh, I see a lot of huge potential for um, for the dark social. So those dark social is interesting, yeah, very interesting. And, and I yeah. think that people now clients needs to start educating their teams how to use this. So instead of 100%. just letting my my store uh, my store manager doing this doing this by himself, let me teach all my store managers sure, sure. how to do this as well. Those know, so dark social basically are social medias yep. that can be tracked, such as WhatsApp. Yep. Right. Even WhatsApp for business is not properly tracked the way other. Yeah. It's not. I find so, uh, dark social is something I think about recently for me for the last three four months i had alex maluf on i don't know if you know him yep, yep. uh alex heard, is awesome uh, man I, I heard that yeah, it was awesome man uh, alex uh shout out to him is community head of communications at png mm-hmm. and he he's he's been we talked we had a great conversation about dark social my only problem with dark social is especially from a okay let's say let's say we're again ROI. it's not just roi it's the trackability okay and also the monitor let's say let's say you're real estate let's say you yep. real estate right you you can you, okay, you set up accounts okay you tell your obviously especially in our region mm-hmm. salespeople communicate directly with customers on whatsapp yep it's very powerful yes 100%. especially in automotive and real estate you, yeah. get, you have these you have these salespeople who have thousands of email uh, thousands of, of whatsapp numbers and they communicate with the customers all it's the gold. time yeah it's gold yeah the problem is how do you how do you take care of like like mess ups like why, how do you take what, what do you do when you can't track it what if a salesperson communicates in the wrong way to a client and that reflects on the business how mm-hmm. why do you do that when you have dark social training it's always about like, you is that not, enough you will not it's not okay till now you will not be able to track what i know where you're, you're coming from like you want to track it as as any kind of other sure. uh, channel however till now the only option is to train these people 100%. and to give them the importance and to give them the time even so i would i would ever i would even 
allocate this as a part of your cape from the person KPIs that mm. that store manager KPIs or even I allocate an, a number of of hours a week mm-hmm. of the communication. So one of your job is to sit and start communicating with people. One of your job is once once you uh, a new collection drop off, you go communicate this with your clients. Uh, we've got this new collections. We've got this new offer. Come and have it uh, because you know you know your customer. You can even suggest a, a T-shirt or suggest a car or su- suggest a house because you know their requirement, mm. right? So it's already you're customizing. So, but you need you need to teach that. You need to mm. to educate your team to do this. And again, you at the same time you can educate them how to keep track of mm. their how many replies they've got. Uh, can they write, for example, create a profile for their customers to create a, a a profile about their sentiments about the products that we send them? Because we always go and and fetch for and, and want the um, the feedback from clients, right? Like this would be a great uh, information as well for sure so what if we can get and the valuable the more detailed feedback you can get from the customers the better but the problem always that when we reach out to customers and we want their feedback they don't have the time to do this and they want something very easy to to give us your feedback but now with dark social you would have the uh, the opportunity to have one-to-one conversation between your team one of your team and your clients mm. to get a real proper feedback do you have training on dark social uh, something you've, you've delved into? That, I wouldn't say like when I did that, let's say three years back when I used to work in the client side, I've done something similar for people. So we create kind of a system with store managers, how to keep track mm. with their clients to write, to create a profile for them um, and create what they like and how's the conversation going with them. And and we saw a huge potential, especially. I think you should I'm incorporate that within your current training. Sorry? I think you should incorporate dark social within your training program now. Uh, it's not part of the training, okay. like part of the training, but it's, it's based on each brand's uh, I think you should have your own module for it, because I think now brands are trying to realize the importance of dark social. They have to, yeah. So I think you should capitalize on that. I think you should have a own, your own module yeah. for it. I think, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll add that to my but I'm, to I'm my telling you, there's portfolio. tons of clients out there, even like, for example, even three clients that we had someone come in to train our team on it. So I'm saying there is an appetite. Okay. Yeah. okay, I'll do that. All right, for sure. All right, cool. Um, so what's next for you? What are you working next, on next? Anything, uh, anything future projects you can talk about? I think... Uh, I'm, so you have the camp? Uh, the, the camp is something that I really want to take big, very big. Like I want to... When will when the first roll out? The first in three weeks, exactly. Oh, wow. Okay, first, excited. First November, very excited. How many how many people have, uh, how many have you got? Uh, now around 15. That's really good. Yep. What's, the, what's, the, what's your capacity? Uh, 25. Okay, you're almost there. Yeah, yep. But I want, cool. I want to take this like for 400 people. Like I'm, I'm just imagining a big summit for a lot of people, or okay. let's say 500 people in one place for five a week, five Very days cool. a week, learning things, new things. Uh, because what I believe in, of course, every single camp would, would have a new things. For uh, sure. I'm also dreaming about um, a platform. So how to expand the, the, the agency beyond being a boutique agencies and how mm. to how can you connect all these um, good consultants, freelancers, media creators, um, advertisers on one platform where they can bring value to people. So um, this is one of my future projects as well to cool. build that platform where we can connect all of these people with the clients. How about a book? Writing, want to write a book? Write a book. Uh, maybe <laughs> if I have enough stories, yeah, I need... Uh, Just ghostwrite it. A lot of people yeah. do that. Get a ghostwriter. Just like... Um, Gary did the ghostwriter. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I'll I mean, you that. guide him and, and, and like, not everyone's a writer. 
right? I, I'm sure I don't have the grammar and the, yeah, the sentence structure. It was my it. wife, like, uh, yeah. like there you go. Correct. You, you, you can ghostwrite everything. <laughs> so yeah, ghostwrite. I think you should, man. I think you have some pretty cool ideas. I think you should put it out there. Like it's all about like, and, and I know books are not the ideal medium anymore, but it's more about exposure. I yeah, think, I think books bring more exposure than they actually have about people. Yeah, you would have it. that material to yeah, bring that exposure. Then you start right, cool. on it. Then. So how do you how do you mark yourself? How are you building your personal brand? Um, mainly, mainly heavily on LinkedIn. Yeah, you're very active. Yeah, yeah um, and networking with people. So I would always uh, be active with anyone who needs my help to sit and talk. Mm. With do you do? Are you big on YouTube? Sorry, YouTube? Uh, not yet. By uh, this is the next. Time. You should do. I've been talking to a lot of people, and I, I think you, something you should. I think you should do is probably maybe like a maybe a one minute tip of the day thing. Yeah, that could be I cool. wanted actually. I wanted to do one thing, even on 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 LinkedIn, something like. Um, Social for for uh, social for dummies for dummies. Yeah, why not? So because do a I video always, series of yeah, social for dummies. Like, yeah, one minute every week uh, about don't, something that it's we think like mm, the people who work. Don't do a minute things. a week, man. Don't starve people. Uh, <laughs> give, give them a minute a day. A minute a day. Give them a minute yeah. a day, man. About all these <laughs> algorithms and about not algorithms like this acronyms and um, for sure I think you should that they th people will think that it's very uh, very uh, hard and very sophisticated, but it's in not, real time. It's not. I think you should do it, man. Yeah. Talk about a podcast. You should start a podcast. Start a social business yeah. podcast. Okay. Let me focus first on LinkedIn, then that I'll do this. Uh, podcast, 100%. Uh, I'm a huge believer it, of, of oh, podcasts. Yeah, for sure. Especially now I heard from you those new stats about like... You should one, do it, man. Look, over, super, over if, if I could do it, you can do it, man. <laughs> I'm not special, man. I learned it. It took me, took me a little bit. I learned it. I'll tell you how I did it. I love it, man. Like I heard it. a lot of, of your uh, podcasts. Appreciate it. Really, yeah, it's really super easy, man. Yeah. And yeah, I think you can do a lot with it. I'll add them to my my checklist. Definitely. Are you on TikTok? Things. Yes, of course. I'm a huge fan. Of course. I'm on TikTok yeah, too. Yeah. I've, been, I've been experimenting with it. I'm not very good. Yeah, I'm just Don't screaming judge me, around. <laughs> I'm, I'm screaming about about TikTok right now because all the brands, especially the brands yeah. that they have, uh, like uh, they sell sneakers, well, they, they sell toys, anything for mm. people between eight to sixteen years old, and you're not. On, on I think the older demographic is getting into it now. Yeah, you're now seeing you're no, seeing an increase. Yeah, yes, I think that's sixteen percent, twenty four to thirty five. No, last yeah. that I saw. Even though if you go if you go now, you start a lot of people like, uh, mid thirties or even mid hundred percent. So definitely, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm such a I'm such a believer of being on every platform. If you can, I'm just yes. unbelievable. Yes, it, it's very time-consuming. I mean, I mean, but, uh, you need I try to pick to your battle. Like, um, I would say that be on different platforms. So uh, have that taste from each platform. Know exactly where you think you're the majority of your audience there. In because now, for example, with my strategy would be to go, let's say, uh, in a year to have a, a podcast, YouTube, LinkedIn, and uh, and Instagram. And when I see that. LinkedIn is uh, is driving the the let's say the maximum of my traffic or the maximum of my engagement. I would focus more, but I would still sure. be there because no, I don't want to be vulnerable to one channel because tomorrow something would happen. Exactly, you want to be. You would have another another exactly. channel. Hundred percent. No, I completely agree. All right, cool man. Uh, let's wrap this up. Where can people yep. get in touch with you? Uh, my website hasmk.com all right put in the link what else uh, LinkedIn hasmk as well there you guys go <laughs> guys reach out uh, I, I, I follow them because this content was super cool so thank you reach thank out. You so uh, excited to see the next steps keep, sure. keep me in the loop I will please. I will for sure uh, we're gonna get him on a podcast we're gonna make his own podcast guys so don't worry about it <laughs> and uh, yeah guys so reach out to him I'll make sure all the links are there uh, super cool it's good always to see a person who's passionate about what he does and also is creating content for it for the benefit of others I think social is very important and I think it's yeah. a medium that I think we need to explore more 100%. especially client side 
and don't always rely on your agency to do everything for you. No, get that all. get that education. Yes, super please, important. Yeah, please, please. educate yourself. Education is power. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is yeah. It's much simpler than anything. Yeah. Don't don't over don't blow it up more than it is. Knowledge is power. So definitely reach out to him. I'll put all the links there uh, for this podcast, guys. We're on everywhere and Rami as well. Shout out to Rami and the team. Make sure to rate, subscribe, drop some feedback. Very important. If you don't like the sound of my voice, I can't help you, but at least you let me know. Uh, also, for me, Digital Hoos, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, LinkedIn is Hassan Mohaj. I have been dropping my newsletter. You should do the newsletter as well. Uh, I started doing that. So far, I have 10 subscribers. I'm very excited about oh, it. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, small. Sorry, small. Do you remember the, there. Name, the first name of the first one? Oh. Okay. No, I don't. Because two came together. I actually don't know. Yeah. I'll check it out. <laughs> and um, so, actually, the first newsletter goes out today. So, I'm very excited about it. I think okay. it'll go out in an hour or so. Very, very I'll excited. Uh, yeah, please. Uh, everyone subscribe to it. I'm going to start releasing content of the previous episodes, uh, introducing the guests upcoming to get to at least meet the guests a bit and also drop the link for the next day podcast so before other people can hear because i usually put it out organically so you hear it probably before the rest so yep. probably a good way and uh, yeah please do that and that's it guys thank you very much for listening in this was awesome this is let's take this online we're out